0: You find yourself walking down a dark and winding road. The rain picks up. A cold wind blows, chilling you to your bones. Looking for shelter, you see it. There in the distance, the great shell of a long, dead dragon turtle. Hurrying your pace, you see the sign, and stepping in, the warmth and music begins to fill your ears, and you've made it to the drunken dragon turtle. Inside, it is bustling, full of menagerie of adventurers and villains. Behind the bar, the turtle bartender fills tankards and glasses at a lightning speed. From across the room, the house host, a halfling named Brandy, gives the nod to the elven bard. With piercing green eyes and blonde curls falling to her shoulders, she strums her ukulele as the tavern patrons join her for a song, and the host approaches you. Hey, back up!
1: Back up! Back up! Havens! Hi! You there, adventurer! Sorry, we're, we're packed house tonight. Um, here, grab this, and, uh, oh, those plates, and, uh, oh! There is an open seat just over there. Go on, don't be shy, they don't bite Uh, hard. Uh, Hey, that's not a table! A newcomer. Oh, a stranger. Welcome, I'm Fish. (laughs) And I'm Matt. And this is the Drunken Dragon Turtle Podcast. There once was a man named Stellan Yancey who traveled o'er the sea, searching for some golden brew to set the elves right free.
0: But when the isle did start to crawl, he saw his turn set in. He threw the
1: brew right o'er the side, and two home he did flee. Everyone, fill, your fill your glass, glass with, with the finest ale, we'll see if you dance. But if you drink the night away like me, the elves won't have a chance. Ooh. The dragon turtle cobbled up all the special brew in a fast pursuit. Stellan Yancey. Dashed straight and true, the turtle drunk off his ale crashed into the aisle, and spinning home to share his tale, Stalin did see. Welcome back to the table, folks. Today, well, at least for right now, we're going back into our dungeon crafting with the final piece, the entrance puzzle, and our trap room. And the theme exactly. of our trap room was poison. So it was. we're going to figure out who goes first. Shall we roll our d20? We shall, we shall.
0: Don't know why I keep putting the damn thing away. I got a nine.
1: Well, I got... Off the table. Doesn't count. Nope! Stop running. You, you, you got to drop it on the floor again. Five! <laughs>
0: That's what you get for dropping
1: it twice. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. Alright, so Matt, looks like you're going first with your entrance and your trap. So the entrance puzzle...
0: This lich is a lich who sees himself as a god. He who can create gods. He who makes gods. So I got my inspiration for my entrance puzzle from an already published adventure of a lich trying to make a god. The Tomb of Annihilation.
1: Oh, oh, oh. go on. So the
0: entrance puzzle, to get into the Tomb of Annihilation, you must find nine puzzle cubes. I am not going to go make the players find nine puzzle cubes.
1: Hi, welcome to my one shot. It's three hours long. Spend a solid two hours and 59 minutes looking for the pieces. Exactly.
0: To get um, so I'm assuming that their puzzle cubes have already been acquired or they're already there. And then there is a long riddle, uh, one that I haven't created yet, just because riddles take a while. And, you know, outside of this, I'm usually off conquering and not having a lot of time to think about a riddle.
1: Yeah, riddles are hard.
0: I don't make dungeons. I just leave
1: them empty. Tolkien put a really high precedent for riddles, and it has been the bane of Dungeon Masters forever because we are always like, Tolkien did it. I can't think. So
0: what I've decided the riddle is, is the riddle will have, much like the Tomb of Annihilation, nine pieces or nine figures that stand in pairs of opposition. So much like in Tomb of Annihilation, you had the nine trickster gods. This will talk about nine gods, not necessarily trickster gods, but gods of rivalries. So you would have like Paylor and Asmodeus who stand in opposition of each other. And the riddle will discuss and talk about how these pairs of gods stand against each other. But then there is one god in the center. Primus, who rules and judges them all as the neutral god. And so this leaves you, the dungeon master, and your players, because puzzles are fun, but puzzles can be annoying if they, say, only have one answer. This gives your players multiple different solutions so long as they get Primus in the dead center of the grid. And they ensure that opposing gods are Oppose each other on the grid, so at the furthest points they can get from each other. So you have, let's say, uh, Paylor on the left hand side, middle col- first column, middle, and then Asmodeus in right hand side, middle position, and then you have Primus in between them. And you do the same with all the other gods, boom, door opens. So a simple puzzle, but one that you can actually create to put down in front of your players. And one that has a large variety of solutions, so that way your players don't feel like it's going to bog them down forever. And then you have a cool puzzle that maybe you do actually make the puzzle and riddle riddle kind of difficult for them to figure out. And so then they have to rely on what they know. And it takes a puzzle from being a skill challenge mountain to something physical that they can do that I find a lot of players in person really enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely enjoy those kind of puzzles.
0: But then you're into the first room, which is trapped. You enter into Mm -hmm. the first room, and in the riddle somewhere, you make reference to the Fountain of Youth, the Fountain of Life, or the Chalice of Life, as we're calling it here. And this is where I used my wild card to create a magic item. Okay. Seated in the middle of the room is a pool, and in the pool is a pedestal. And upon the pedestal is a beautiful chalice. It's large enough that it holds maybe two cups of water. And it is resplendent in its refinery, made of silver. You describe it as jewel-encrusted. And the idea is, to open the next room, to open the next door, you must take the chalice and walk it across a seal on the floor. If anyone observes the chalice, they can go, ah, that chalice weighs three pounds. Anyone can pick it up. As soon as a player picks it up, everyone rolls initiative. And then on everybody's turn, they make a con save. It is not against the magic effect. It is against an invisible, unscented gas. No, you are not poisoned. So, no poison immunity monks or I can't be poisoned paladins. No, 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 no. no.
1: Take your lay on hands and put them in your private room by yourself, paladin, where you will cry yourself to sleep after dealing with this dungeon.
0: Exactly. It will put them to sleep. It is not the sleep spell, so elves are still affected. But if you fail the con save, nighty
1: night. You made carbon monoxide. (laughs) I made carbon monoxide. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, a cop. I'm really sleepy.
0: (laughs) It is not chloroform. It is carbon monoxide. Good night. Suck on that one, paladin.
1: What happens if they all fall asleep? Well, none of them are waking up, so it ends the campaign. <laughs> Welcome to the one shot You all die in room 2
0: That's it Well then I hope someone has a really good con Well I mean the DC's only 17 or 18 I don't need to sleep Only 17 or 18 I mean okay not needing to sleep doesn't mean you can't be put to sleep I put you in a choker hole and you're gonna go unconscious <laughs> stop it, stop it. <laughs> See, point proven Oh shite Alright fine hold on Let me slap him with a lay on hand real quick ah that worked
1: <laughs> okay okay i'm up i'm up. uh um so the wild card you said wild card for the chalice what what specifically and for those of you who are brand new which everyone is uh our wild cards we allow each other basically either one or two wild cards per our dungeon and these wild cards can take the shape of a homebrew content that we decide to make whether it's an item, a creature, or a spell. So what have you used your wild card on? So the chalice itself is the chalice of life. If you fill
0: the chalice with water, and then you drink the water, the chalice acts like an ever-refillable, superior healing potion.
1: It is the chalice the Lich gave his Franks life. Ah, so this whole thing began because he found the Chalice of Life. And the players can use the Chalice of Life as a,
0: if you're going to use it in combat, let's say, it takes an action to fill it with water and an item interact to drink it. So you have to use your whole turn, but it's as though you drank a greater healing potion so you have enough cups of water in your... Water skin, and I would say, in the water skin, the water skin's probably about maybe the same size as, as you know, a, a one-liter water bottle. So each water skin becomes effectively three superior healing potions, as long as you have the chalice with you. So then you. If your cleric or your druid or your healer goes down or your paladin runs out of lay on hands or you've just used all your healing potions, you can still get a healing potion so long as you, the DM, and the players are keeping track of water skins, rations, and stuff like that. Obviously, if you're not going to use those kinds of things, then it becomes kind of useless, but this is to encourage that kind of
1: play. gonna fight a lich the thing is gonna get desperate he's gonna go for the healer for like first exactly having healing capabilities when you aren't a healer is very useful in any circumstance Mm -hmm. that's why potions are so valuable but yes i'm digging this though he thinks himself a god he finds the chalice of life he uses it to give his frank's life because he wants to play god and then in the next room he harvests the souls of those who enter in here so that he can continue to fuel his phylactery and acquire magical items from this. I dig. I dig. It's a great aesthetic. So,
0: what have you built for the entrance and
1: first room? So, the concept of this is this lich is living in the first place that it conquered. It's living in Eulogy, this ghost town. And it has found itself living within the graveyard, underneath the mausoleum of the Golem of Ahava. It made its phylactery a tombstone hidden in the graveyard. Now, this tombstone is directly above the room with the phylactery in it. Because underneath the golem is the tunnel that leads off into this area. So, the party could happen to walk right past the phylactery and not even realize. He hid it in plain sight. The main entrance to this graveyard is the lich gate. It is this beautiful ornate just old old roofed gate with just this beautiful intricate wooden carving into it with this matronly woman carved into the the head or at least the the triangular uh, keystone of this and written below the woman in common, because this was a simple town of eulogy, here lies eulogy, loved by Ahaba always. The dead may enter. As well, as you go into this lych gate, which is about 10 feet deep, it's this whole little structure that's roofed, and there are two, what looks to be benches, big enough to hold coffins big enough to hold bodies, and inscribed above each of these benches is the following words in common. Last breath from your lungs, silence your woes, into her open arms, O loved soul, peace be with you. Now, for those of you who stuck around in the beginning and haven't just skipped ahead to the beginning, you know the purpose of the Lichgate. Gate. It is where you perform the first of the last rites on the dead. The party isn't going to realize this is a puzzle. The party is going to look at this and say, oh, that's the entrance. And then they're going to look, and on the other side, they see just these sulfur fields as... The graveyard itself being so impacted with all this necrotic energy is fuming with all of this just weird gas that just smells rotted. The bodies have completely rotted in the graves and the necromantic energy is sapping life from them, tethering them to this mortal coil with their spirits still within the phylactery in the graveyard. All of these fumes make up the area. In order to pass the Lich Gate and not be affected by the fumes of the second area of the trap, you must perform last rites on every party member. Interesting. Now, this isn't like, okay, you have to think about this and then go in there. This is, there is an opportunity to be immune to part of the trap. If you can think this through and realize the purpose of the Lich Gate... You bring this intellect into this area and are better equipped to deal with everything around you, Mm -hmm. which leads me to the graveyard. The main area of this dungeon dungeon, quote unquote. This graveyard is a mile by a mile long. It is a huge plot of land because 150 inhabitants of eulogy are interned here. Every single man, woman and child slain by the Resurrectionist and used for these purposes, was then buried here as the Resurrectionist decided to use them just to fuel his ego. You have a path to walk here, but the fumes here are not very welcoming. If you breathe a single breath in this graveyard, you take 10d4 poison damage no save if you breathe you take 10 d4 poison damage and you are paralyzed for one minute if you fail dc 18 con save oh goodness Mm mm-hmm so what is the what are you gonna do hold your breath folks they have a mile to walk Ah. if you are looking in this densely heavily obscured graveyard it is gonna take you a while to get there the average adventurer based on the rulings can hold their breath for a number of minutes equal to their constitution modifier the barbarian with a maxed out of 20 constitution can hold their breath for five minutes you're not gonna hold your breath for five five minutes is too short especially because all the graves are open they were not buried they were dug the coffin thrown in there with the body and left open so every single grave here is open except for the mausoleum at the center which takes a while to get to every single one of these graves has a skeleton clawing at the party trying to grab them trying to trying to grab them and pull them into this pit to save them because the fog rises not sinks the grave holes do not have the fog so you can breathe in the grave holes the people of eulogy want this lich out so if an adventurer comes in here trying to do something and they're struggling to hold their breath the skeletons are going to make strength athletics checks to pull them into the grave to save them that's such a flip on its head I love it now here's where the best part comes in hmm how's the party going to react To a skeleton or a horde of skeletons. No, not even a horde. One skeleton in a pit, grabbing onto their legs, trying to pull them in. Fight. Fight. How's the fight going to go? Level 16 versus a level CR 1 and (laughs) 4th. That's going to end very badly for the CR 1 quarter. Who was that skeleton? A victim. Who were they? What, where did they live? In a dead city. Named Eulogy. They lived in Eulogy. And what protects the people of Eulogy? The golem. The golem. If the party members decide to kill a skeleton, they awake the golem who leaves the mausoleum and hunts them in the fog. This is an iron golem with a poison breath. And if the golem hits you, you need to make a constitution check to hold your breath or be paralyzed by the smog as the golem goes back to the mausoleum to intern you in it. that is the true purpose of the golem of ahava the golem protects the people of eulogy and the people of eulogy want to protect the party if the party turns on the people of eulogy the golem will not forgive them and they will be the center of attention of the golem granted if they survive this encounter in the graveyard there will be a clear path through the stomps of the golem's footprints to get to the mausoleum from there There is no golem fight in the mausoleum. They can go down to the phylactery factory and deal with this inhabiting lich that everyone knows is there, but have been too scared to go to because of what happened to the people of Eulogy. If the party decides to attack a skeleton, trying to save them by pulling him into the pit so they can take a deep breath and continue walking to the mausoleum, They're hunted by the golem. They're hunted by the golem in the dense fog that will paralyze them and deal them 10d4 damage the first breath they take and that is the danger of this lich because he has made the trap out of the inhabitants of the innocents and they're just trying to help but they can't do it effectively because they look terrifying Yep, they're not gonna attack they're just gonna grab onto ankles and start pulling and they're gonna make i'm gonna have them make athletics checks to break the grapple if they choose. If they choose not to, they'll learn quickly. They can breathe in the pits and then continue on. And the puzzle has been solved. And the trap can be avoided somewhat. If they don't kill anyone and make it to the mausoleum, they'll have to get the golem to move in order to go down the tunnel. Exactly. If they just fight the golem, the golem will split its attention between all the attackers. But if they attack a single member of Eulogy, that one person will be the sole focus.
0: Unless multiple of them attack multiple
1: members, people. It will focus only on the one.
0: So it'll focus on the first one.
1: It'll focus on the first one who attacks a person. If everyone attacks a member of Eulogy, they're all equally dead, but it goes in order of the first offender.
0: Okay. And then they have to get past the golem to get into the tunnel to get down there.
1: And as soon as they enter the mausoleum, the Lich knows. So if they start resting, Lich is going to interrupt.
0: And that's the trick, really, in high-level stuff, is do you give the party a rest or not? I don't. Neither do I. It's more fun that way.
1: They can rest if they figure out that there is an alarm spell in here, and they deactivate it without triggering it, but they have to be looking for it. So that concludes my dungeon, as they must enter through the Lich Gate, for only the dead may enter, go through the graveyard without breathing in the noxious fumes, not killing any of the inhabitants of Eulogy, dealing with the Golem in whatever way they choose, getting down into the Phylactery Factory, which is... Here's the thing. If they get into the mausoleum and the golem's not activated, they could convince it to help them, because the lich killed everyone and the golem has not been able to deal with it. So they could get the golem to help fight the lich. They could, which would be interesting. Which then would allow the lich's uh, 2d4 raves to equal out the scale, plus the lich's iron flask with an enyreen, the fallen angel in it, to even out the scale exactly so that is where this went
0: well though you've heard now two different built dungeons two different inspirations for liches for golems for the use of things for the phylacteries now we just need to decide which one we're gonna build and which one we're gonna run people at Mm
1: -hmm. i guess we'll just have to tune in next week to see which ones got through
0: and then to see which of us is running it and which of us is commentating over it
1: exactly But, for now, as always, drink your fill, ladies and gentlemen. Go to your tables, play your games, enjoy your merriments, for the drunken dragon turtle only closes at dawn.
0: And even then, not always.
1: Not always. For those who lurk in the dark still like to keep themselves hidden away and drinking their little sippy cups of blood as the sun rises. I don't leave. I'm sorry. I just live here. This is, this is my home.
0: You really do. I
1: do. I got kicked out. That, that bench has an
0: imprint of you sleeping and sitting on
1: it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't sleep. I just die and then I come back. Come back. Yeah. I wake up all the time with cucumbers on my eyes. It, They're good for you. They are. They hydrate. But alas, dear listener, enjoy, drink merrily, and we shall see you next week.
0: That we shall. See you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to the Drunken Dragon Turtle podcast. We greatly appreciate your listening and we greatly encourage for you to leave us a review wherever you listen to it, as that greatly helps us reach a further audience and also help us figure out what we're doing right and wrong, what we need to pick up some things on. Our wonderful music was created by our talented artist, Molly Elaine. You can find her at Molly Elaine Music underscore for Instagram or at Molly Elaine Music on TikTok. Once again, thank you very much for listening and Take care. You're always welcome back here at the and Dragon Turtle.